Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Youth Vibes. I'm Daniel Soleil. On this week's episode, we're going to go back in time a little bit. Last year, we considered the topic leveling up. You can check out that episode in our feed. Um, on the sh- in that episode, we had our friend Nabal Ezekiel and Dr. Comfort Daniel as guests on that show. And Zara Gwari hosted for us. We encourage you to check it out if you haven't listened to it yet. It was a very good episode. Well, all our episodes are very good episodes. But that particular episode was a little extra because after we stopped hitting record on the episode we were going to publish, the conversation started again in the studio and, well, we started recording again. So what you're going to hear on this week's episode is bits and pieces of that conversation that happened after the published episode and then um, a fresh conversation, a fresh take on what was said in that episode with our dear friend, Mrs. Sarah Bonu and Daniel Sully. Welcome to Youth Vibes. Enjoy the show. So, if you're like me, you'd like to, I mean, it's not just me, if you're like anyone in this world, you'd like to be making tons of money, uh, especially at the start of your life. Everyone wants to enjoy big money when they're younger and not necessarily when you are old that you can't do as many of the things you'd have wanted to do when you were younger. So here is me asking Dr. Daniel that exact question. Why can't I start out big? A number of young people these days want to start out and they want to make a lot of money. If you ask Seth now, he would rather that you were making six figures every month instead of making... How much do you make? (laughs) But we want to make a lot of money at the from the start of things what why can't we just have that <laughs> why is it that somebody would start out and your starting salary would be fifty thousand naira in this economy crying out loud okay so for most jobs now what you will see it's um okay you want this job so so number of uh, experience before you can get there you want this certain position you'd have had certain position so it's a ladder really that you're you are climbing and most times when you're starting a job you're starting at the bottom of the ladder and the money is not at the bottom the money is at the top so this is why you need to have work towards your goal when you hear somebody is making a million in a month it didn't most people don't start that way you cannot jump that ladder they've done learned and walked through certain stages in life and so sometimes we see and we think that people are making a lot of money, but really, if, you, if we care to ask them, you will find that at the beginning, they probably even started as a volunteer. Mm, give you transport fare to go home, but you keep at it. The thing is that money that comes too fast also does not help us. Because really, the experience in life for most people you may not be able to handle it so there's god makes everything beautiful in its time when you can handle that money it will come but you have to work consistently towards it and then um, you see people in their big cars 
carry your smoker and move on. Wait, wait, wait. Just hold up for a second there. Did she say we should carry smoker and move on? I mean, please, please, please. There are people that are rolling with big cars. Why can I not be one of them? I think Zarma is going to back me up on this one. Big money usually comes from more than just your basic um, day, nine to five, right? Um, I've spoken with a lot of people that have made, that have plenty money. Um, n- let me not say a lot, but quite a sizable number. And most of them tell you that they they invested, right? They invested in something else. It might be in another skill, in another um, line of work. You see that maybe um, somebody is working here and then consulting somewhere or doing something of that sort, and then it's bringing him extra income, you might look at it as, huh, this person is working in a bank and he's making plenty of money. You don't know that he balances people's books elsewhere to make money. I'm sorry, I'm talking in the all of these balancing books and the rest. But um, it happens in a lot of places. You can see a doctor working in jutes, right? And you see a person driving a very flashy car. And then you're like, ha, this guy has so much money. But you do not know... <laughs> You don't know that the person, the person also gives uh, their time to other hospital in town, right? They offer their services somewhere else. Okay, maybe not the exquisite defense that I was hoping for, but they both strike a good point. Big money doesn't come easily. Money itself doesn't come easily and doesn't come soon after you've started working. We're going to take a detour now and we'll hear from Mrs. Sarah Onu in just a moment. We've heard heard Sarah on this show multiple times before. And I think one part that we have left out so far is her own story about how she got to where she is right now. For anyone that doesn't know, Sarah is currently a pharmacist working with the Just University Teaching Hospital. But as we'll hear, the journey to take her there was not by any account an easy one. Also, just a quick side note, um, Sarah recently became the mother of a little man that we're going to hear a lot from during the show. So just, just roll with it. So basically, starting from trying to get into the university, it was um, not easy at all. Um, I spent five years at home writing journals. And um, it's not like it's not like I wasn't doing well, okay? It's not like I, I was feeling it, and that's why I kept on writing. Again and again, yeah. But <clears throat> somehow, I just, um, it was just that I would write and then even give people, you know, in the university my credentials so that they can help me with um, admission. But it didn't just pull through at all, huh. you know. And until the fifth year where I decided that only God... I knew that only God could really do it for me and huh. I held on to him tight. Yes, he came through for me. Okay, so Sarah got into the University of Nigeria in Suka, 
and after getting in what what happened next here's Sarah again of course school wasn't easy now one of the things I chaired one of the challenges I had was that I was now going into school at 24 and Mm. I had classmates that were 16 years old right (laughs) (laughs) and and I tell you the truth, their brain were on fire. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was another. That was another challenge, and and um, I had to tell myself that I cannot. I will not be able to keep up with these friends because they don't really know what life had been. I've mm. been the one that had been struggling. I can't come to school and then I'm with one 16 year old girl that is gisting and chatting up and down, and of course, forget it that. Um, you know, one that is just finishing from secondary school and then coming into the university. Mm. Of course, the brain is still hotter than mm. me that I've been there five years trying to warm it up. I, mm. <laughs> you mm. see? So at this point, she's kind of found her stride in school. She cut off those friends um, that were not necessarily looking at things the same way that she was and I think that's an important thing for us all to bear in mind that we're not all at the same level we'll get into that a bit later on in the show but I would I'd like to tell you at this point that everything went smoothly and and from from here on out it was sunshine and rainbows but I don't (laughs) that, that, that would not do the story justice so here's a bit more about um, her time in school, and well, you'll, you'll hear for yourself. There were times where I was really, really broke in school. See, I remember one particular day that I was looking for five naira to buy one sachet of water to drink. Oh, wow. I didn't get. I checked. I looked up and down. No five naira anywhere. I was so broke that uh, I had to drink tap water. You know how, you know how fate will now just play. Father, please, this water that I'm going to drink shall not do, shall do no harm, okay? And that was how I drank tap water. Uh, then it also helped me. Now those days where I was actually very broke, I had to. I, it's not like I really think. I, I mean, I, 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 not like I really thought outside the box to okay, say how can I get more income. The huh. only thing I was thinking at that point, how can I reduce expenditure so that i can save more but right. let me tell you one thing that happened there was a a, a a lady on the opposite side of my room i stayed in the hostel all through that was frying peanuts one particular day and the peanuts usually when you are frying it it advertises itself because the smell will go round, you know and say hey i'm here so i just smelled it and i came out i said where is this coming from it was definitely from the room opposite my room so i entered into the room and i said What's happening here now? <laughs> it's smelling so good. She said it's peanut. I said, really? What's that? How do you make it? And she explained. I said, wow, okay. I got some. I got granite, got flour, eggs, sugar. And then I tried it out. Mm. And guess what? I started a business in school. So I think that story passes an important lesson. It's not all the time that we would sit down in our comfort zones never actually we'll never sit down in our comfort zones and find something worthwhile things that are worthwhile 
demand that you step out of your comfort zone and you look for something to do in Sarah's case she started a business um, later on we'll hear about how she had to get get out of the rut she was in and start applying for jobs but I think it's important to note that when when you find those niches when you find what it is you're meant to be doing income will start coming in and it's important to know how to manage that um, Dr. Daniel alluded to this in the conversation on the last show, but uh, I think we're going to hear a more interesting version of that story from Sarah. Coming from that place, okay, where it was like I needed to look for money to do stuff. When I started internship, it was like, oh, wow, there's now so much money. I was paid over 150000 Oh, wow. No, is it, sorry, 115000 at that point. Okay. And that was that was a huge. That was huge. You get. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt like. <laughs> now I am going to confess. I usually use this story to tell people. I wish I knew better. Okay. But I did something very very wrong. Okay. At that point, I felt like, oh my god, I now have money, like my money. Okay. Mm. And so I, I, I told myself, I, I see, I flexed myself when it wasn't. <laughs> ah, the thrill of having money. You know how it feels when that urgent 2K final event in your account or <laughs> you have received your salary after a long period of waiting or just you know you know the feeling that sarah is talking about here but like i said earlier it's important to know how to manage this money and well we'll hear about how she managed if if we can use that word how she managed her own money in that scenario I honestly flexed. What I mean is that, see, I got a small fridge, which not, is not entirely bad, okay? I, 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 I took care of myself, okay? I used to say that in those days, I used to have chubby cheeks that were shiny. I felt like I was working and I was earning, so I should, you know, enjoy. I used to always have fruits in my fridge, pineapple, watermelon. I have nothing less than two soups, mm. noodles. Mm. See, and my work wasn't as stressful as it is in Juve. Mm. Okay. Um, sometimes I could just come back, make noodles on the on the <laughs> on the cover of the pot. I'll be eating and watching movie. <laughs> and I was just, it was like nothing, nothing to bother my life. That was mm. one. Number two was it, another thing that happened was it, it looked like um um I used to always say it like this like it looked like someone blew a whistle to inform people that hey Sarah started receiving salary and salary oh. is quite huge. So people started to borrow. Oh. And let me tell you, eh, there are some money that are, that were borrowed. From that time when I was doing internship till now, see, I didn't. I started internship in November 2018. I finished 2019. Then I started seven. That has not been paid till today till tomorrow. 
Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's the that, there are monies that were borrowed and are not been paid. So anyway, that is a bad debt that we cancel. But that was one of the things that was very, very, it was a very bad decision. And it, it, I think it's recently I'm learning to say that I can say no and not feel bad about it. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But at that point, uh, no, I didn't, I was not able to save up very good money. I think the only thing I did with intention money was I bought a laptop. Okay. And that's not that's not good at all. And she's right. It's not the best thing to just throw away all the money that you have earned because you are suddenly making a lot of money. I think it's I think it's something that happens to people who have not particularly had too much most of their lives, which I mean rank is most of us and then suddenly come into a, a small fortune um we're going to continue this story for a little bit and we're going to hear the story of how she had to work other jobs before landing the job that she wanted um spoiler alert the money that was coming from this internship that she had done yeah it stopped coming i was really hoping after service that i was going to be retained in juice immediately even if it was going to be on a contract month-to-month um, base. So that's what I applied for before I finished service, but that didn't come through, okay? So uh, it was when my husband started to push, of course, my friend at that time was pushing and pushing, then I announced, okay, let me go and write. So I wrote applications, I started going for job hunting in, in community pharmacies. And that was how I now started up with. The first one I ever went that I, would go, I got interviewed was um, one other con pharmacy, but I didn't like the setting. There weren't enough drugs. I didn't just like the fact where, when when clients come, I tell them we don't have this, we don't have that. So I moved on to Nasara Pharmacy. But in fact, before then, I got a job with an NGO. I okay. said, let me start from. There. But the NGO had nothing to do with pharmacy. Oh. In fact, <laughs> you know what happened? We were traveling to places like Berkeley. It was um, integrated dairy. Um, limited ideal, so we became liaison officers to liaise with um, um, cow rarers, the Fulani people, eh? With um, the dairy guys, so that we can help extra get milk from them to give to the dairy factory so that they make their product, then. Enroll these Fulani people and um, get, we can educate them, you know, bring enlightenment, help uh, um, make available feeds during dry season when they don't really have so much uh, grasses around, okay? That's the kind of work we do. So I'm uh, traveling to places like Berkeley and entering into deep places, fast <laughs> down Fulani people. Hey, God, I did that for like two weeks, okay? okay. And then I saw an update on um, one of our WhatsApp platform for pharmacies here yeah. on the plateau. That's how I, I went to Nasara Pharmacy. I had an interview and then I started working. Okay, so I think we're getting to the to closer to the end of this story now. But before we 
get back to Sarah for a couple of clips. Um, I want to highlight three things that stood out to me from the conversation with Tarma and Dr. Daniel earlier on. We're still going to get back to the um, conclusion of that conversation. Um, first was, you can't come out of school and have an insane salary. Things take time. The second, it's important to build yourself up. And that's what we're going to hear in this next clip from Sarah. We don't, we, we don't sit around on our hands and just wish that things are going to happen to us. No, we take the time to build ourselves up, learn a skill, do something, get better at what it is you already know how to do. Thing number three, not everybody starts at the same level, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Here's Sarah again. Now, another thing was at that point, I was not a good negotiator, but this woman I was working with was a very, very good negotiator. So, of course, I couldn't play my cards right. And 35,000 that was, and I was paying transport from my house to Amadubeloe to and fro, okay? And eating sometimes, lunch, and all of that. But Aisha just went on, at least I'm not at home. I'm there, I'm meeting with people, I get to interact with um, clients and they come back smiling to say thank you. And I'm, I'm okay, that's job satisfaction for me, you know. So I was getting fulfillment at, at my job, I was, I was enjoying what I was doing. And I was learning more, you know, bridging theory and practice, what's happening every day. And so I was just, I was okay, I was, I was, I was kind of okay. All right. Back to Zarma on this one. And you cannot offer those services without having the skills to offer those services. Nobody is going to carry somebody that just finished, just graduated, and tell him, come and work in a specialist hospital. Right? It doesn't make sense. You have to have built up the, um, the competence to do all of that. So I'm guessing um, building competence is very important. You need to reach a point where people feel comfortable paying that kind of money for your services and you also need to reach a point where you can from the beginning right you have you have money that you've saved up you have money that you've put inside different investments and vehicles so these investment vehicles will now pay you in future there's there's no such thing as quick money if you're not stealing there's no such thing as quick money unless you are stealing here's dr daniel on the importance of knowing where you started from and bearing that in mind as you look at other people. Because most of the time, I mean, even as you were listening to this episode, it's possible that this was not your story and you can't imagine how any of us could be this poor that somebody was looking for five naira. Anyway, not everybody starts out at the same level. Here's Dr. Daniel. Yeah, sometimes also people's background matters. We're from different backgrounds. And some people have money saved for them. Yeah, true. So because of their background, they start kind of jump-starting. So they start at a different level. You're struggling with your salary, but they, for some people, they're just working because they need to work. They don't need that money. So some, where we are starting from matters. Yeah. You know, you, you graduate and a dad gives you keys to a, a car. It's different from somebody who is uh, on his legacy bench and uh, yeah. having to buy their first car. So 
it contributes to the way people live. We'll tie this off with the conclusion to Sarah's story, but I believe you've learned a thing or two from this episode. I know I have. Um, like I said, three major points. Number one, things take time. Good things take a good amount of time before they finally come. Thing number two, it is important to build yourself up in your season of waiting or whatever season of life you're in. Learn a skill, do something, don't, don't sit idly by. Number three, we're not running the same race, we're not all starting at the same level. Here's Sarah. Then the superintendent pharmacist at some point now resigned and said okay. she was going to face up something else personally. And so I took up role of superintendent pharmacist. Wow. So my salary increased. <laughs> okay. So um, my salary increased. I think I started earning 70000 And then, you know, it was getting better. We're moving like that. Yeah. And then uh, I, I can't remember how long. Okay, I, I think I took up, I started working in April, yes. In April, I started work. I became the superintendent pharmacist, um, um, I think April the next year, if I'm not mistaken. A full year after. Uh, then, yes. Then um, by December, by December, Okay, I got um I got my job in June. Okay. okay. So from there I left, came to Jude, and at that time I think my salary was supposed to be a hundred and forty something thousand. Okay. Yes. So it was just like double of what I was yeah, receiving. Yeah. Finally happy conclusion to the story as we've heard from our guests on this episode it is important to be kind to yourself um, let things play out naturally don't try to rush into anything and know that good things take time and while they're taking time build yourself up do something i know i have said it a million times before on this episode but i'll say it again build yourself up get something done Many thanks to Dr. Daniel, to Zarma, and to Sarah for their time on the show today. And thank you for listening to this episode of Youth Vibes. If you enjoyed it, consider subscribing to Youth Vibes wherever you get your podcasts. And turn on notifications as well so that you don't miss a single episode. This episode of Youth Vibes was produced and mixed by yours truly in collaboration with the Property Church Youth Ministry. Many thanks to Ernest Nanpon and Kami Iwara as well as Marvelous Clements, who is doing an excellent job on Youth Vibes socials. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll see you right here next week. <laughs>